This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Cortez Currents published a factually incorrect story about the proposed Anvil Lake logging road on Tuesday. I pulled the story before it was broadcast over the airwaves. As local resident Nick Reed explained, The concern is mainly the wetlands that this road has to go through. And what effect that will have on Gunflint Lake, the last wetlands on the southern part of Cortez. Mark Lombard, General Manager of the Cortez Forestry General Partnership, otherwise known as CFGP, responded, The community forest never builds road through wetlands. He initially emailed, quote, There are small, medium, and large wetlands throughout the forests of Cortez. The CFGP is not building roads through any of them, unquote. The community forest doesn't have a mandate for profit like most big forestry companies. A lot of the Crown land in BC is logged by BCTS, which is also trying to maximize profit through timber sales. But the community forest has a conservation mandate. We have a goal to age the forest, and so we're logging quite a bit less than what we're mandated to log, something like 15% in the first eight years of holding the license. We don't have to operate really close to lakes or riparian areas or wetlands. The project map on the CFGP website supports Lombard's statement that they're not crossing a wetland. The proposed logging road runs alongside a small wet area for about 30 meters, but does not cross it. There's a much larger wetland, hundreds of meters to the east, but the logging road would not cross either of them. I would have been aware of this had I attended the public meetings or gone on one of the walkthroughs, but I originally did not intend to report on this project. My involvement began after Reed phoned to air his concerns, and I suggested it would be better if he showed me. We met on August 21st, then Reed led me into what turned out to be the wrong wetland. The map for this project shows the wet area beside the proposed logging road starts about 125 meters from the road, but we entered a large wetland immediately upon leaving Gorge Harbor Road. The only wetland corresponding to this description was the large one to the east. While the surface was dry, it had obviously been covered by water not long before. After a while, that dry surface softened and I found it turned into mud if you scuff your feet. We floundered about, climbing over fallen logs and through the brush, looking for the community forest ribbon line. Reed apologized for the confusion, explaining that he'd only visited the wetland a few times before. We eventually found a ribbon line on the far side of the wetland. This would have been irrelevant, as we weren't in the correct area, except that it helped me form a false impression of the project. When I contacted the Community Forest Board later that day, I informed them that Reed had shown me their project area. Lombard later referred to this larger wetland when he gave an overall picture of the area. There's been some discussion of where to cross the wet areas this fall. And there's one area that was proposed by a neighbor that has an S3 creek, which is a fish-bearing creek coming out of a large wetland area and flowing just over a kilometer into Gunflint Lake. That's the kind of place the community forest would really try to avoid crossing. We would work on every other alternative if it was feasible to avoid crossing such an ecologically sensitive area. I believe Reed and I encountered the correct wet area on our return from Anvil Lake. Ironically, 
Reed said it was the spot that most clearly matched his memories from the recent CFGP walkthrough. He pointed to where the proposed road would run alongside of the wet area and how the land sloped upwards beyond that. The runoff across their road or underneath their road, depending on how many culverts they put in, will flood this wetland. It will change it in many ways. What we've been working on for the last two years is we've done reconnaissance and engineering throughout the whole area, and we've figured out where the best place to have a logging road that's going to access that part of the community for us for the next decades and hopefully generations to come. The road has nothing to do with individual blocks. It's not based on individual harvest plans for this year or in 10 years or in 20 years. It's simply the best place to access the entire area from. So it's an investment. It's not part of a logging project where the logging has to pay for the whole road. It's not at all like that. Where we're crossing the wet area close to the road is at the high end of it, the top end of the system where it hasn't become a wetland yet. It's a wet area, but it's bounded on two sides by Thunder Road and the public road where there are culverts that drain the top area. So there's not very much water. We've picked the best crossing point where it is going to have the least ecological impact and it's not a stream. The other thing is, Roy, there's only three places along that whole east side of that area of the community forest where you can get up the bluff. One is where the old skid road is. That's basically a little bit of a draw in some bedrock that's too steep and we could never ditch properly. There's another area that would require a bridge off the public road, which would be really expensive and very impractical by working on the actual public road. And then this area. And this area is really quite positive because the access directly off the road is gradual. The power lines are not on that side of the road. It's the least impact in terms of the wet areas or sensitive areas. It's a wet area, but it's not a highly sensitive area. And then crucially, it's one of the three places that you can actually get up the bluff. So that's why that area is picked. These are the last wetlands on the southern part of Cortez. And the corridor for the wildlife coming from the north to the south, they can go past Amble Lake and hunt all the way out to the gorge. If people know the geography of this area, this is their wildlife trail. We've had many cougars. We've even had them mating on the bluff above where I live and walk through my woodshed. Reed also mentioned several species of risk being sighted in the area. Let's hold off for a minute and do an impact study at least. Do an ecological survey, which I think by law is something that the community forest should do. It has been done to a certain extent. We've consulted the regional biologist. Our forester has been in there twice, and she's contacted the regional biologist. She's also talked to uh, a spotted owl expert because there was some suggestion that someone may have heard a spotted owl. And avenues have been extensively researched, and we've done our due diligence. I don't think that we have any further need for an ecological survey in the area where the road is going. The CFGP emailed that they are, quote, committed to protecting species at risk, and if anyone finds evidence of any at-risk species, that information will be taken into account in planning future operations. The CFGP has been in touch with a regional biologist who is not recommending further assessment at this time, unquote. Reed also asked about the impact this proposed road will have on wells around the lake. The CFGP wrote that they are, quote, committed to the stewardship of drinking water and do not expect any of the activities under consideration will impact residents' drinking water. If anyone has specific concerns about their drinking water source, 
As it relates to the proposed roadwork, please contact the CFGP, unquote. Ian King, who also lives in the vicinity of the proposed road, informed Cortez Currents he's concerned about the increase of traffic a road would bring to end the lake. We're on a remote island, it's a beautiful lake, but I think if any access is going to go there, it's got to be done responsibly and tastefully and in line with how the rest of our lakes are used and accessed. We've got enormous issues with the cut block above us, particularly above the highway shed. There's a lot of target practice going on up there with the rifles. One Sunday, four o'clock, rifles went off for over an hour. The neighbor counted over a hundred gunshots. And we're talking in the midst of a fire ban here too. Folk put out a map maybe 15 years ago, depicting a trail down Anvil Lake through our property. That caused enormous problems for us. We had Winnebago's coming down our driveway. We had people walking through my front yard and I'm asking, where are you going? And they're like, oh, we're going to go to Anvil Lake. We seem to be clearing up more and more garbage around the lake. The CFGP promised to, quote, install a gate at the entrance to the new road to prevent driving into the area. The existing trail into Enver Lake will still be the shortest and most direct route to hike into the lake, being less than half as long as the proposed road, unquote. If you put a gate there, people will go by it and they will come in. The closest point the road comes to anybody's house is probably 280 meters and there's lots of vegetation and forests in between so that it's not coming close to the neighbors and there's going to be very little activity in there over the years so i believe the impact of the neighbors will be very minimal it's going to be gated as well so people won't be able to drive in and misuse the road this fall we're looking to build road into the anvil lake operating area we're not actually building the road close to anvil lake but the general area is called anvil lake we're looking at doing a few one to two hectare blocks quite spread out in the area and an area where it's a little bit of a better timber type, closer to the lake. A little bit of a thinning like we did in the Coulter Bay Carrington area, we leave 70%. We space it out a little bit so that a fire doesn't move through as quickly. And like I said earlier, it's a big buffer. I think it's 200 meters off the lake of a buffer and then that goes into the thinning. So the impact on wildlife or the impact on biodiversity in the area by such a small group of harvests and a narrow small road, I don't believe it's going to be overly impactful at and at the same time it's not a super sensitive area where we're going into especially for the road and the area like is pretty heavy to mistletoe hemlock or hemlock that's becoming decadent and falling over it, from a sensible forestry perspective it's it really hits a lot of the high notes i understand there are some big trees in that area do you plan to leave them throughout the forest land base on cortez community forest or otherwise there are lots of individual vets that they left back in the day when they did the first round of logging and the community forest always leaves those. So there's no question. And we've made the road so that it doesn't go close to them either. Contrary to some of the messaging that's been going around, the area is dominated by 70 to 80 year old hemlock. In our biogeoclimatic zone, hemlock doesn't do that well after 80 years. It typically becomes decadent and falls over or breaks off. So what we're trying to do is gradually harvest some of that hemlock while it still has value and then convert that area gradually by planting other species like fir and alder that are going to have other benefits so that we have a little bit of a mosaic or a, a tapestry of different age classes and uh, species in that area. The goal with that is to try to roll in a wildfire mitigation component, which is something that the community forest has been working on for years. So again, just to jump right back to the beginning, because we don't have the profit mandate, because we're logging so much less than our allowable cut, we're able to do a lot more creative things. 
One of the things we're trying to do is rehab forestry, where we go after the diseased species or the diseased forests and try to convert those to healthier forests so that we're not a high grading, taking all the best or the oldest. We're not concentrating it all in one area where there's existing roads or infrastructure, and we're trying to leave a better forest for the next generations. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>